It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hey there, podcast listeners. I have exciting news. We're launching a brand new podcast in addition to Super Soul Conversations. It's called Oprah's Masterclass. The Masterclass podcast allows you to hear the greatest life lessons from some of the most respected and renowned actors, musicians, public figures, and athletes in their own words. Listen as Jay-Z, Justin Timberlake, Ellen DeGeneres, Shaquille O'Neal, Reba McIntyre, Dwayne Johnson, and Jane Fonda, just to name a few, share what they've learned about life and their own insights into their personal stories and challenges. I believe that there's something to be learned from every experience, and everyone can use their life as a class. Oprah's Masterclass podcast is available now on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe now and listen free. Go to applepodcast.com slash Oprah's Masterclass. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. The weekly webcast that Eckhart Tolle and I did together back in 2008, I describe as my first life class, teaching one of my favorite books of all time, A New Earth, chapter by chapter. Millions of people got to know Eckhart during those 10 weeks, but not everyone knows his remarkable spiritual journey. At 29, this German-born author had become a research scholar in comparative literature at the University of Cambridge in England. Despite his academic success, it wasn't enough to halt bouts of anxiety and depression so severe that at one time he considered ending his life. In his darkest hour, Eckhart says, he experienced an awakening that transformed his life. We'll hear more about that later. And he chose to walk away from his promising career to explore his newly discovered inner peace. Eckhart's profound yet simple spiritual teachings are the basis for his best-selling books, The Power of Now and A New Earth. Too much time had passed since Eckhart and I sat down together, so I invited him back to Chicago to catch up, to reflect, and to have a super soul conversation. Ah, oh, how fantastic is this? Uh, yeah. So much has changed since we did A New Earth webcast. It was just four years ago, 2008. Yes. That was considered for me and our industry groundbreaking when we were broadcasting live around the world yeah. in our first webcast. Remember that first night and people were Skyping in. We're like, oh, there's Brazil. Yes. That first webcast was one of the really, I think, 
it was a seminal day for me because it said that our ability to, for me, doing this kind of work, using your voice to let people come closer to the, to the one that is their own, uh, that that was transmittable in a way around the world in a way that we had never done before. But not only transmittable, but could actually be both physically, emotionally, and spiritually received. Yes. Um, do you think technology is accelerating our consciousness or the opposite? Um, I think both are happening at the moment. I can see the negative effects of technology that it has, can have, and has on many, especially young people who get addicted to uh, their devices, uh, the computer and the smartphones and so on. Right. So our mind can get totally filled up with useless facts and so that can prevent us from actually being able to pay attention to what is here in the present moment. The most important ability a human being can have is to direct his or her full attention to the present moment. Absolutely, absolutely. So there are obviously wonderful things. The fact that we can communicate now, hello world, with everybody throughout the world who is seeking this information. It, that's a good thing, and obviously there are dangers, particularly for people raising children in this environment. Yeah. One of the things that uh, you did after the New Earth seminars, you wrote a book called Oneness with All Life, a companion to a new earth, which says many of the things that are in new earth, but it's not, uh, it's not like a, a summarized version of new earth. Yeah. Okay. Now this is what I loved from Oneness with All Life. This is also right next to my bed. My signed copy from you. You say, through the present moment, you have access to the power of life itself. The power of life itself. That which has traditionally been called God. Which I thought is such a beautiful definition of God. The power of life itself. As soon as you turn away from it, God ceases to be a reality in your life. And all you're left with is the mental concept of God. The mental concept, which is what a lot of people talk about. Yes the mental concept of God, their belief in God. And what you go on to say is, which some people believe in and others deny. Even belief in God is only a poor substitute for the living reality of God manifesting every moment of your life. Yes. I think that is such a beautiful offering. Yes, yeah. it's, it's stepping from belief, which is fine, going to the deeper level where belief becomes an actual realization or a knowing. And that can start with a simple thing like, and anybody can verify that in their own experience. How? When you take your attention into the present moment, which implies, of course, a certain alertness arises. Yes, yes. Uh, which is different from thinking. Thinking compared to that is almost like a kind of dreamlike state. You're up here, not, yes. not present here. So a certain alertness arises, you become more conscious of what surrounds you. But also, strangely, it's hard to talk about it, but I will, of an, an underlying, a sense of presence that is both within and without. Yes. A presence. We could call that it, a divine presence. Yes. Uh, there is something and that presence, what everybody needs to know, is the, the presence that you feel when you're able to silence your mind. Silence your mind. And 
be aware of the silence that's in your mind, you are that awareness. Yes. Be disguised as a person. Yes. And when you become conscious of the gap between two thoughts, for example, or even now, sometimes I even recommend to people that they, they hold their, their hands like this and they create this, let's say, past is there, future is there, you, you let them go. Now you bring your attention to just the present. It can be a little reminder to help you be, hold that sense of presence. And to recognize that the past awareness. is here and the future is here yes. and that the only moment that matters the, is right now. The only thing you ever have. have is now. The only thing that matters is now. Yes. I mean, I learned so much from that experience with you, the 10 weeks. It was like, it was the original life class. It is from which all the other life classes have stemmed. Yeah. And one of the most important things that I learned is that we all have the ability to awaken, awaken yeah. correct? Yes. 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 And that if we don't awaken as a species, that the species will eventually. Yes, I, I see it is the, the next uh, step in our evolution as a species is to embrace that state of consciousness that we call awakening. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, then the problems that the unawakened mind has created on the planet will only increase and multiply. One of the things that you say is that stress is wanting something to be the way that it isn't. So how do you know the difference between something isn't the way that I want it to be and I need to accept it because you say what you resist persists. How do you know whether you're supposed to accept it or try to bring about change for whatever it is that you want to change. First you accept, even if change is possible and you may need to focus some attention on the situation to, to realize what kind of steps you can take to change the situation. But in the meantime, the basis for effective action is to come into an inner alignment with the isness of this moment. This is how it is. Uh, let's say I gave the example in the power of now, I'm stuck in the mud, yes. just as an example. This, this is the situation right now. I'm so pissed off, I'm stuck in the mud. <laughs> Damn this mud, how did I get in this mud? All oh yes, that. or you become a, a victim in your own mind. Why did There's this happen? There's always mud. Why, Why is this mud happening here? to me, me, always to yes. me, uh -huh. and so on. You, victim identity, complaining. Yeah, what is the mud in your life? So you're just saying, using yeah. that as a metaphor. Yes. And so, but just look at the situation without labeling it. This is where I am right now. and. You accept th that this is how it is, the isness of life at and this moment. And now I will and begin then, to think about and, how to change it. And then it. you can become actually a greater intelligence arises because you become present with what is. So if you're stuck in the mud and you're angry about being stuck in the mud and you're trying to resolve being stuck in the mud from that point of anger, you will always remain stuck in the mud. Yes. You've yes. got to remove yourself from the mud. That's right. I got that. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that you write in the very beginning of the book is that if you come across passages in this book that you feel are powerful, I want you to realize that what you're feeling is your own spiritual power. That is to say, who you are in your essence. Only spirit can recognize spirit. That's what an aha moment is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's always a yeah. recognition. The, the real truths of life are never entirely new to you or to anybody because there is a level deep down within you where you already know all the things, all those spiritual truths that you read or hear and then recognize them 
I say recognize because you're not it's not new ultimately it's not new information your your very soul it's a resonation yes it's a resonation it's a resonating with what is somehow buried or suppressed yes that's what an aha is that's right so when you do hear something like from what we're talking about the reason it resonates with you the reason it is a ha aha because that is spirit recognizing spirit yes your consciousness recognizing the consciousness of whatever that message is yes that's great and that's an awakening that's an and, awakening and yeah. it, it also it uh, it awakens that faculty in you mm -hmm. uh, when, when when there's a glimpse of there's a glimpse of recognition then that that knowing in you awakens and then it grows it comes to the surface more and the, and the more it grows, the more open you are to hearing spiritual truths, and then you begin to live it in your life. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere. More to come after this short break. No two travelers are exactly alike, and that means no two trips should be either. Texas' vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. Are you a beach person? Well, you'll be having fun under the sun with Texas 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies can't get enough of Texas world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, Visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Macy's Mother's Day gift guide has the perfect gift to make mom feel special. Shop by price, like 25 and under to 100 and under. Category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and for grandma. Get top gifts like Dolce & Gabbana Devotion, Eau de Parfum, Coach Floral Printed Leather Cassie Crossbody Bag, and Le Creuset Shallot Dutch Oven. Shop at Macy's.com slash gift finder. I think if the most important, if there was only one message, because I don't want to, you know, in the short time that we have this morning, to to go over everything, it's impossible that we learn from New Earth. But if the essence of it, that if you wanted people to understand what the reason why you sit, sat down and wrote that book or that book wrote you, uh, you said that book was burning inside you, yeah, right? Yeah. The reason why you wanted to do it is because you want it to cause an awakening. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Um, or one could say that it was kind of coming through me, yes. so I, I just became the kind of almost the channel for it. Yes. Uh, so there was something in me that needed to write that book, and I feel the the, the essence of the of a new earth and of the power of now is uh, the arising of the state of presence. Mm -hmm. And now, for the first time, it is possible on a more widespread level for humans to undergo that shift in consciousness where they're no longer totally dominated by the continuous compulsive thinking in their heads, the voice that never stops talking. They're no longer totally in the grip of that because that's the old conditioned consciousness. Something new arises, an inner 
spaciousness and a presence and that that presence transcends who you are as a person that's right and it's it's what you call in the books going beyond thought yes all right you say on page 13 see if you can catch that is to say notice the voice in the head whenever you notice that voice you will also realize that you are not the voice but the one who is aware of it it's what you say in stillness speaks mm -hmm. you are that awareness yes. disguised as a person yes yeah. yes wow that's big I think, is that, would you say, is that, I know it's hard to measure your own words and your own work, but would you say that that is in terms of awakening and realization of your personal power, that that's really one of the most important things? Yes, that, that is the most important thing. Feeling it for yourself, yes, sensing it. Yes, what one it. needs to know. Uh, so, the moment you become aware that you have certain kinds of thoughts in your head, there's already that awareness arising. There's still many people in this world who are so identified with every thought that arises in their head, there's not the slightest space of awareness there. That's right. And they may not, they may not even be ready to hear what we are saying. It That's would be right. totally meaningless to them. Yes, so you have to be ready to hear it. That's why you were saying, why, why I was saying earlier, quoting from the book, that if you hear something that connects to you, it means you're already awakening enough to be able to hear it because it's only spirit that recognizes spirit. Yes. Truth recognizes truth. Yes. There you are. Yes. It's the deepest sense of beingness. I sometimes ask people, can you be aware of your own presence? Not thinking, not the thoughts that you're having, not the emotions that you're having, but the very presence of your very being. You become aware of your own presence by sensing the entire energy field in your body that is alive. Yes. And that is the totality of your presence. Because you know that no matter what's going on, all the trials and difficulties and challenges and whatever that all of us have from time to time in our life, if you live past five years old, that there is a space that you can go to. Yes. That really is the, the, the ultimate connection to all there is, or God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's where you and God merge. So then you recognize your oneness with the source of life. Of source of life. Yes. What I find is if you can go to that space, that's where your strength, that's where your true strength lies. Yes. That's where your true creativity, your power, your ability to be authentically yourself. Yes. Everything comes from that space and yes. you want to be able to bring that space to everything that you do yes 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 and bring that space forward to to inhabit who you are yes to be conscious of that yes yeah i got that yeah so laura one of our facebook followers wanted to know how to calm the voice in her head she writes i feel like my mind is racing at enormous speed and at night it's even worse how can i stop the constant stream of consciousness in my mind uh -huh. Yeah, wow. good question. Thanks, thanks Laura. Uh, many people will be thankful for that question. Yes. So, first of all, the question implies that you know that your mind won't, won't stop. Yes. If you are totally immersed, you're so identified with your mind, even the thought that your mind won't stop doesn't even occur to you because you become your mind. Yeah, you don't know that it is your mind that won't stop. Yes. So, Laura, that's a big, that's your so head of the game. Okay. The fact that a, Laura knows that her good, mind won't stop is a good, a good thing. It's a good start. So, when you hear the thought, 
why can't I stop my mind? Don't believe it, because you can stop your mind. How? You can choose to take your attention away from thinking. And the first thing you do as you lie there in bed, you ask yourself, can I feel the energy inside my hands? Yeah. In other words, can I feel that my hands are there without touching anything? Can yes. I feel that there's an, there's an energy inside my hands? And after a little while, you, most people can. There's a, a slight tingling or liveness that you can feel when right. the energy goes in there. Mm -hmm. And that's an enormous step that you've already taken because immediately thinking will slow down because it no longer has your whole attention. Got it. And then see, can you incorporate the whole body? The whole body. Can you sense your legs and arms? So why does that work and not just Laura saying to herself, let me think about something else? Uh, there's no anchor then for presence and the mind has such momentum that you won't be able to stop it. Got it. You need an anchor for presence. That. And the inner body, as I call it, is okay. a wonderful anchor for the state of presence. Laura, I hope you got that too. That's why you just can't say, okay, I'm going to think about something else. Yes. And then the you wonderful thing. actively choose. Choose. Okay. Not about something else. Just go into the body and then thinking slows down. You might even stop completely for a while. And the amazing thing is what before was an unpleasant, dreadful, sleepless night, within a few minutes can actually be transformed into a very pleasant experience of feeling the inherent aliveness in your, in your whole body and you yes. lie there. Because, and then you recognize, oh, I have slowed down. You have slowed down and the mind will do very little. When you're really in the body, there's not much thinking anymore. So another Facebooker wanted to know, this is closely related, so to what Laura said, uh, how does one clear one's mind of bad memories? Can you clear your mind of bad memories? Well, not as such, but you can uh, recognize that bad memories are thoughts that are arising in your mind. And when you recognize that these are thoughts arising in your mind, you don't need to identify with the thoughts any longer. So memories, for example, of something bad that happened to you. Yes. Uh, it's not happening here and now. It's already happened. Yes. It's done. Yes. So memories are thoughts that arise. They are not realities. Only when you believe that they are real, then they have the power over you. But when you realize it's just another thought arising about the past, then you can you find a space, a spacious relationship with thought. Mm. So thought no longer has you in its grip. Yeah. I call it sometimes... I hope people really get that. Yes. That would be a gift for yes. somebody who's tortured by the past. Yes. Another aspect of that, of course, is guilt, which has to do with something one did to someone mm. or something that they failed to do but should have right. done. And so guilt arises. But, of course, who you were then, no human being can act beyond their level of consciousness at that time you acted like that. The awareness was not there to act differently. Now the awareness is there and the awareness is who you truly are. Well, I think a lot of the reasons, any time I've ever felt guilty, it's because I kind of knew better. I knew yeah. better and didn't do it. When, you know, there's nothing worse, I think, than being upset with yourself. Yes. And you're upset with yourself, not when you make a mistake for me. I'm upset with myself when I make a mistake that I could have prevented. Yes. 
Yes, but you didn't. But I didn't. No. <laughs> But the ego, but, the guilt, <laughs> but you didn't, so live guilt, with it. Guilt is a strong way of the, for the ego to strengthen itself because when you feel guilty about something, you identify again with certain thoughts in your mind, which is ego. Right. And the thoughts say, I sh should have done better. I didn't do it. I, I, I. And every I thought that, that judges you, you identify with it it becomes part of ego. The ego loves guilt. It loves not only blaming others, that strengthens it too. If that doesn't work, you can blame yourself. Mm. But of course, every human being has done things in the past that they now regret. That's, I've done things that I regret. They were silly and stupid. And so realizing the, the essence of who you are isn't, does not lie in the past. Or thoughts what matters about the is past. what you are willing to do now. now. And you are the presence. You are the you presence. You are the presence. Not any, no thought is who you are. Yeah. This is one of my favorite quotes from page 64. You do not become good by trying to be good, but by finding the goodness that is already within you and allowing that goodness to emerge. Again, we're talking about going to presence, the divine within you, and bringing that forth to yes. whatever it is you do. Yes, because trying to be good is often to, to, to improve one's self-image. Right, you have a, that's ego-driven. Ultimately, it's ego. You, so you try, and some people, it, for example, have been trying for centuries to love their neighbor as themselves. Right. But have been finding it, most of them have been finding it very difficult. Because love your neighbor as yourself really means, uh, first of all, you need to be in touch with yourself, the self that you are beyond the form, yes. the, the consciousness yes, that you right. are. And then you can love your neighbor as yourself because you recognize your oneness with your neighbor. Yeah. And so what you're saying is, that's so beautiful. I get it. Lots of bing bing ahas here. You're not, what, love your neighbor as yourself as you're interpreting it, is not as yourself, the personality, no. not as yourself who's out there mowing the lawn, not as yourself. See, it doesn't mean if you go to the theater, give your neighbor tickets to the theater or whatever. It means the deeper always yes. inner self, Yes. higher self. Yes. So love, I call love the recognizing yourself in the other and yourself, your essential self is consciousness. Got it. Then I begin, when I then meet people and interact with people, I see, them on, well, see, I see them on two levels, or feel them on two levels. On one level, they are the form. Yes. Which is the body and their psychological makeup. Correct. On another level, they, they are the consciousness that I also am, because underlying the body and the mind is the consciousness out of which the body and the mind have come and that is still there, that pure essence. You see that in every person that you encounter? Yes. Yeah. And that, that makes it much easier to interact with people and much more pleasant because sometimes the personality, the psychological makeup, yeah. is not that wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and then one is able to let that be because you can sense that beyond that, there is an essence to that human That's being. That's what I mean when I am going into interviews, particularly that I think might be you know, challenging, I will consciously meditate on 
the thought of the presence in me speak to the oh, presence yes, in you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Because that's what I'm really looking for. Yes. That underlying thing. Yes. And that we all have, that oneness that we all have. That's right. Which, as you know, that's when you get the best conversation. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. What is your own personal spiritual practice? Do you have one? Uh, I don't have a practice as such. It's, uh... Do you meditate? Um, not in a formal sense, but I sometimes I sit and just be mm -hmm. without doing anything. Yeah. And I want everybody to know that you can just do that. Yes. That uh, there was a wonderful line in the book. I can't remember where you said it. That that stillness. Uh, I think it is stillness is the voice of God, or stillness is how God speaks to us. Does anybody know where that quote is? One forty. Stillness is the language God speaks. Everything else is a bad translation. Oh, that's right. You wrote the book. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Stillness, Stillness is, is the language God speaks. speaks. Everything, Everything else is a, is a bad, bad translation. translation. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the um, in stillness, you get closest to the source of life, which is God and which is essentially yourself. Which is the one. The one. I yes. love calling God the one now. The one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know you told my producers that it's wonderful to meditate. You have meditated. Sometimes you do yes. meditate. Yes. But medita meditation isn't the end all be all because there are a lot of people who go in and meditate mm -hmm. and there's 20 minutes of let me connect to presence. Yes. Then they get up from that 20 minutes yes. and they are unconscious the rest of the 2340, yes, right? Yes, yeah. so their daily life is not interspersed with presence and space. Mm -hmm. That's why often- That's like uh, people who go to church on Sunday and then yes. come, leave church and come home yes. and kick the dog. Yes, Yes. that's why I often say if you, um, in, meditation is of course wonderful. It, it's not for everybody. Yes. But for many people, for, yeah. for many people it will be very helpful. Yeah. But even more important than meditation, and especially those people who don't meditate and don't want to meditate, 
bring in little spaces of aware presence into everyday life. Mm -hmm. Choose a few things that you use as vehicles for bringing in presence. For example, when you get into your car, you close the door, why not spend 30 seconds just, for example, being aware of your breathing, which is another beautiful way of bringing that inner space, that presence into your life. Yes. 30 seconds is not that much. Even the busiest person can do that. Yes. If they believe their minds, which their mind might say, I have no time for this now, but you don't have to believe every thought that comes into your head. Because it's just a thought. Yes. Tell that thought, be gone with you. You have no power here. You don't have to believe every thought that comes into your head. You That's... don't, because it's just a thought. Yeah. That's right. For many people, no sense of spaciousness, presence inside at all. That's like living yes, in a room that's crammed full with furniture. Yes, <laughs> and I think of people who live their whole lives, and hopefully this opportunity to join us on Super Soul Sunday starts to give a little crack of the space for people. Yes. Yeah, that's, so, that's my whole yes. heart's desire is to do that for people. Yes. What is the soul? The soul is one of the words one can use to talk about your innermost being, the presence that you are beyond form, mm -hmm. that which underlies the personality and the mind, the essence of who you are. Have you always considered yourself a spiritual person or did you have an aha moment when you recognized your connection to something bigger than yourself? I had a big aha moment where I disidentified from my mind and disidentified from the unhappy self that I was. That you were suicidal. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there was a mind-created unhappy sense of self and somehow I separated from it. It happened, just happened and realized that that is not who I am. Was that, a, was that what people call a nervous breakdown? Um, no, not ex it was a state of acute anxiety, mm -hmm. which could have become a nervous breakdown or could have become suicide. So it was moving in that direction. It was moving in that direction, yeah. where you literally separated. And tell the story one more time. Um, well, the thought I was in bed at, d at night again, again where many, a lot of the mental suffering happens for many people at mm -hmm. night, uh, couldn't sleep and plagued by dreadful thoughts and, I, and the thought arose, I can't live with myself any longer. I can't live with myself any longer. And then there must have come some awareness, although I didn't know what it was at the time, and the awareness looked at the thought and said, what does that mean, I can't live with myself? Is there, are there two? Who is the I and who is the self that I cannot live with? That question came up. The answer didn't come on the level of words. There was just, the answer came as a separation suddenly of the self that I couldn't live with and the I. And the I was consciousness. The awareness. And the self was created by thoughts and emotions. Yes, all those thoughts in <laughs> yeah. the head. Yes. And so as that, then I recognized myself as consciousness, and so the self began to dissolve, the false sense of self, the unhappy me, the unhappy sense of self kind of crumbled. And all I knew suddenly, the next day I woke up, everything is so peaceful. It took me years to understand what that actually was that I had disidentified from the unhappy self 
And I was simply there as a perceiving presence, which is a deeply peaceful way of being. So I was, I, it was in London, England. So I walked around the streets going, wow, is, everything is so beautiful. And there was, there was just perceiving and peace underneath Did your friends it. think you were nuts? Um, some did. Yeah. My mother did. Uh -huh. Especially when I then later walked out of my n normal life. So they all thought Eckhart has lost his mind. Yes, and, and, in and a they, way were you right. did. You did. <laughs> they were right. They were right. You did. How do you define spirituality versus religion? What's the difference? You can have religion with spirituality. You can also have religion without spirituality. Some people are so closely identified with their belief structure, they're, they're really completely trapped in thinking. And so there's no spaciousness. What we are doing here can actually be part of any religion. Any religion, absolutely. So as it long can as- enhance the religion that you currently yes, follow. Yes, deepen it. Deepen it. Yes. Yeah. For example, in Christianity, any Christian who wants to go deeper into their own religion and does not want to abandon their religion, there is enormous depth in Christian teaching in the words of Christ. Absolutely. You Everything can, that Christ came to teach is, is spirituality. That's right. That's what it is. Yes. Christ came to make manifest spirituality exactly. on earth. Yes. What does prayer mean to you? Do you pray? There's a saying that goes, if you talk to God, you pray. If God talks to you, you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very unlikely that God will speak to you in words. Mm -hmm. but Because God speaks through stillness. Yes. 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 That's where you find God. Yes. The Bible says, be still and know yes. that I am God. Yes. Yeah. I think prayer to me could be called, I'm often in the state of listening, which really is an aspect of presence when you're just yes. receptive. That is your open. prayer. Yes. Yeah. Like, like that. I can be like, it's so wonderful just, just enjoying the, 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 the presence that is there when you're not thinking and just being just like this. And, and then when you become present, you become aware of a presence, a divine presence, mm -hmm. both within and without. Yes, in all things. And that's why this is, I call it also prayer. Prayer. So, uh, what do you do for fun? Fun is every moment. I don't look for, where can I find some fun? Sometimes people ask me that and I cannot answer that question because I enjoy the present moment wherever I am and that's fun enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're having fun right now. Yes. This is fun. You are too. I am too. You know I am. <laughs> I can see it. You know I am. I know. That's what I feel too all the time. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Where do you feel most at home or at peace? Wherever I am in the stillness. Mm. That is wherever I go. The stillness is there. That's my home. I actually feel that being rooted in that as my home. So are you always happy, Eckhart? I don't call it happy, uh, although I, I'm, I have used happy occasionally in the mm -hmm. book, but it's more a, a state of peaceful aliveness. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you lost your ego? Yes. You have completely. 
well, let's see. Who knows? Tomorrow it may suddenly appear again. Let me know if it does, because <laughs> I wouldn't know it if it's really the ego. Really? Because uh, so people, if you're in the, acting in the ego, you don't even know it's the if ego. If you're really in the ego, you don't know it. Yeah. But how is it? How can that be so when what you teach us in A New Earth is that to be aware of it, and the more you're aware of it, you can say, because I've been, I've been able to see it, oh, yeah. there's my ego, yeah. there's my ego, there, there it is, showing yes. up again, I see it, I see it, I see it. So there is an awareness, yes, because mine's still alive. But that's already, the shift is already happening. Yeah. The awareness is there, you're not totally in the grip of it, because right. the, the awareness arises also. But there are many others who are still totally in the grip of it. So if it. you're totally in the grip of it, you can't be yes, aware yes, that it has that it yes. shown up. Finish this sentence. The world needs... Spiritual awakening. Awakening. Yeah. I believe in... Nothing in particular. <laughs> that is an LOLer. <laughs> um, okay, love is. Love is. The recognition of yourself, the essence of yourself in the other. Mm -hmm. The recognition of the essence of who you are in the other. In the other? In the other. You recognize yourself in the other as the other. The oneness. The oneness of all life. The recognition of oneness. Wow, that is love. That's yeah. a good definition. I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for always this moment, the now, no matter what form it takes. That's great. That is great. Yeah. This was fun. Yes. This was fun. <laughs> wow. Um, I believe in nothing in particular. <laughs> That's the first time anybody has said that. I believe in nothing in particular. That's great. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.